what is a man? What is a man supposed to be? What is society's definition of a man nowadays? I, I made a recording talking about women's icks, their turnoffs, their things that are just, you know, um, unattractive about men. And the more and more I've thought about this, the more it seems like it's that old school, stereotypical idea of a man. Now, I've had a couple of girls who've explained some things to me about it. I've even had some girls. Um, how do I put this? I guess judging me in comparison to their father or their grandfather, and I'm like listening to what they're saying because I read between the lines when people are talking, or at least I try to, maybe it's not what they're trying to say, but I feel like I'll be hearing something else. Anyways, so what I was thinking is I was like, you know what, I'm going to make a list. So I'm going to tell you what, what that refers to. I think a lot of men are somewhat curious like what what do these women be talking about when they say that like they want a man who's a man a manly man or whatever they want uh all these things of men that are a turn on for them so i want you to think about it like this when you think about the old school stereotypical man that's what they're talking about when you start thinking about it it's things like women don't want you to be afraid of anything the only thing you should fear is losing her and you should always be so ambivalent that you just behave as if you don't care if you lose her until the moment you do it's like it's like a movie in the moment you're supposed to be all i don't care i'm not attached it doesn't matter i'm a man i'm gonna be manly i'm not gonna be emotional until she leaves and then you're supposed to do this grand gesture to get her back you're supposed to be quiet and mysterious she's not really supposed to know much about you one random day, she will realize, I don't really know anything about this guy. She doesn't really care to know. You don't need to tell her anything. She will watch you. And she wants to believe that what she sees is who you are. You know, so if every day at 12 o'clock, you eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. After five years, she will tell herself that your favorite food it's peanut butter and jelly. And so one random day, when she finally finds out that it's not your favorite food, she'll be pissed off. But the truth is, she doesn't actually want to know what your favorite food is. What she wants is for the things that she sees to be who you are. It doesn't matter. Don't tell her anything about you. She doesn't really want to know. I tend to watch and observe that a lot of women don't actually want to know anything about you and they don't really ask any questions 
The times when girls do ask a lot of questions is because they want you to be social. And since you're not doing it, they will. Which is why I believe that just like Notorious B.I.G. said, you should be asking her questions. Ask you, ask her what her interests are, who she be with, things to make her smile, what numbers to dial. You gonna be here for a while, like for real. Don't don't. And a lot of um, dating professionals and what do they call them? Um, I don't know. Like the hookup culture guys will tell you, like don't. Don't tell girls anything about you. You don't really need to tell them much of anything. You need to keep her constantly on her toes asking her questions. Now, I'm not... It shouldn't be like, you know, a bombardment of questions. Just question after question after question after question. But, like, just some basics. But that's why I say when you hang out with a girl, you should be doing something fun. Because a lot of girls will say that they want to go on dates because they want to get to know you. But the truth is, most girls really don't actually want to get to know you. What they want is for you to create an adventure, a fantasy, excitement. So take her on a date to go do something fun. And y'all don't really need to talk at all. You want to talk? Start talking on the fourth, fifth date. You want to talk? Talk in text messages. Talk on the phone. You don't need to actually talk about much of anything about yourself. You should be nonchalant. Everything should be unfazed. You should always, your mannerisms, the way you walk, the way you talk, the way you carry yourself, the way you sit, the way you are completely is as if you are nonchalant and nothing bothers you. You are completely unfazed. But you also have to move as if you are confident and the world is in the palm of your hand and you can manipulate it as needed. And you will manipulate it and control it to benefit her. Because she wants you to step in anytime she has a problem. So she gets into it with somebody, she wants you to step in. Somebody threatens her, some guy says something to her that makes her uncomfortable or upset, she wants you to step in. The waiter forgot her, whatever, she wants you to step in. She don't want you to be the guy who, you know, you you ordered food, they brought you the wrong food, and you just let it slide. She wants you to be the guy who acts like you own the restaurant. And you deserve good service and the food you want. And like she wants you to move as if you really are a king and everyone else is, you know, your court or whatever. But like when it comes to the old school man, he didn't. Celebrate his birthday. If he did, his family put it together. They didn't really get him no real gifts. It's no different than now. You know, they buy you power tools. 
stuff to do around the house. They buy you gifts that are basically just more chores for you to do around the house. They make you stuff because they don't really buy you anything. You know, celebrating your birthday as a man is you and your buddy having a couple drinks on the back porch after your kids bring you a home-baked cake that they iced themselves and they bought you a tie and some cufflinks and some cologne and gave you some macaroni art. But on the other hand, you have to make everyone else in this house feel special on their birthday and spend ridiculous amounts of money as much as you possibly can. Spend as much as you possibly can on a ring. Spend as much as you possibly can on every holiday. And every holiday should be a celebration of your significant other, your wife or your girlfriend and your kids. The old school man, ironically, was very bad at taking care of more than one family at a time. So if he had multiple kids, they weren't all going to get treated equally. They weren't all going to feel special. If he had more than one family, the family he lived with was the one who was going to get the best treatment. That's the stereotypical old school, you know. If he left his old family for a new family, the new family is his real family. The old family is not. Ironically, women nowadays don't like when a man is too nice to his ex. Spends too much time over his ex's house, even if you're going over there just to spend time with your child. Gives her money. They don't even want you to have kids because they want for all of your attention, time, love, affection, money, support, power, energy to go into her and her children and her and her children alone and no one else. You shouldn't be friends with your ex any of your exes with the modern woman. But that's that old school mentality of like, well, my new family is my real family. You guys are not my family. And that's what I care about, my new family. The old school man was very unemotional and unattached. He got bruised, he got hurt, he broke something, he acted like he didn't care. He didn't cry, he didn't fall apart, he didn't show very much emotion. He wasn't all goo goo gaga about babies or animals. He was very attentive to how he moved and the way he was perceived by the outside world to ensure that he always seemed like a man. The funny thing about the modern woman is that women don't want a man to fight, but they want men to be able to fight. Because to turn away from a fight is unattractive. 
to turn the other cheek, to be passive, to choose conversation, diplomacy over violence is unattractive. But at the same time, women say that they don't like overly aggressive men. I would say the proof is in the pudding, but you know, hey. The old school men paid for all the bills. Now, this is my argument anytime I see that. And I just saw somebody talk about this yesterday. I saw a post yesterday where a girl was saying that men nowadays want women who can cook like their grandmothers. But men nowadays don't pay all the bills like their grandfathers. And my argument has been the same for a while. Um, your grandmother was a lot more understanding than modern women are. I, I, I tend to wonder, like, how many of y'all went to your grandparents' house growing up? Because I feel like you must not have. You know, there were a few... There are some people who went to go see their grandparents and their grandparents owned like a farm or a ranch somewhere out in the country. But most people's grandparents had a small little house, a small little shack, or an apartment. They didn't have some three, four, five bedroom, two-story, full basement house. That wasn't very common for most people's grandparents. So this idea of like, oh, you didn't pay all the bills. First off, your grandmother made it shake. She, she made things work. He didn't barely have no money for groceries. But she found a way to feed all of the kids. Like, I sit up and wonder, when these people say these things, how is it that we know one? I say this all the time. Like, how do you know something yet pretend like you don't know it when you say the things you say? Like, what generation? Who, who, who are these people? Because the... The grandmothers and great-grandmothers that I grew up around, the grandfathers and great-grandfathers, like, the, my father would tell stories about how there was all of these kids in the house. Because back in the day, you had all your siblings plus all of the kids in the neighborhood would come over to your house, and somehow your mother would feed all the kids in this house with barely any groceries. Back in the day, you know, I'm like, these these old school grandmothers and grandfathers was having nearly double digits, if not over double, if not double digit kids. Like, you ask somebody how many siblings they got, they say five, six, seven, twelve. <laughs> you like, how did all y'all live in a two bedroom house? How did your mother feed all these kids and feed the man of the house 
when it was old school expected for number one the man to eat more than the kids and number two for him to be fed first and him to get the biggest piece these are the stories we heard we heard stories about how a woman will wash clothes by hand because back in the day it was a luxury to have a washer and dryer wash dishes by hand because back in the day, nobody had a dishwasher. To mend everyone's clothes. Because back in the day, everybody had hand-me-downs. Some people had clothes that were made by their mothers. Because you didn't go to the store to buy clothes. You had two or three good outfits that you wore every time you did anything. Like go to church. Or had pictures. And those were usually hand-me-downs too. Like, uh, what are y'all talking about? The, the old school man who paid all of the bills? You mean back in the day when they used to leave the oven open to heat the house? Because if they didn't have a heater, they needed to use the oven. And if they had a heater, it didn't heat the whole house. Because unlike the air conditioning heating units of today, you, you had a little heating system generator that probably didn't work well enough. And if it got too cold, it didn't heat the house up no ways. You talking about back in the day when... Your refrigerator couldn't keep the roaches out. So you would open up the fridge and if everything wasn't wrapped up tight, there'd be roaches in your fridge. You mean back in the day when pest control wasn't as good as it is now? So if you couldn't if you couldn't afford to have pest control come out, You'd have rats and roaches and spiders and all types of bugs all up and through your house and in your kitchen. What? You mean back in them days when men paid all the bills? You mean back in the day when men paid all the bills and women had to ask for money? You mean back in the day when men paid all the bills and would spend half of the electric bill gambling or getting drunk or getting high? You mean back in the day when men paid all the bills and if one thing went wrong in the house, something didn't get paid? When he would have to walk or catch the bus to work because he couldn't pay for the car to get fixed and he couldn't pay to get a new car? You mean back in the day when men paid all the bills and women still had to work and you had to walk or catch the bus because you couldn't afford two cars. Those are the days when men paid all the bills. When you'd walk in the room with the kids. <laughs> Back in the day when men paid all of the bills, the youngest kids in the house slept in the bed with the parents. 
there'd be a newborn baby and a two-year-old and a four-year-old all in the same room with their parents while the other four kids are sleeping on bunk beds all living in the same room and you had one bathroom that every single person in this house had to share or two or if you lived in the country you had an outhouse that you had to walk outside in the middle of the night and anything might be in that outhouse on top of the fact that outhouse is not sanitary and it doesn't have a the modern flushing system somebody had to actually go out there and empty it out by hand that somebody was you or one of your kids you talking about these days that women are talking about back in the day men paid the bills back in the day men paid the bills okay bet if you hold me to the same standard that you held your grandfather, then we can talk. I'm all for it because I'll go buy a little two, three bedroom house and that'll be the house that we have for the rest of our lives. Your women nowadays compliment people in general, give kudos to our grandparents and our parents and our great-grandparents for owning the house they live in without a full story. Some of these stories are your grandfather and his brothers, and he had five of them, seven, 12 of them, bought land and built a house. So... This is a nice big old house because they could afford to buy the materials and build it themselves. And what you don't know is the six months where the roof wasn't finished, so it rained in the house. Or the two weeks where the basement was flooded. What you don't know is everything that they had to get and go through to get to this point where you see this big old nice fancy house. You don't know all of the additions that have been put onto this original house that was small. You don't know that on this land was a shack that they lived in for years. It's always funny because most of the time when people talk, the older generations talk about how when they were kids, when your parents were kids, they didn't have all these nice things. They didn't have this nice experience. This house wasn't like this when I was growing up. But when the grandkids grow up and they're getting spoiled by the grandparents who've had enough time to save up money and make more money and all of this jazz. And now the grandkids are all starry eyed. Oh, my grandparents are great. They got all the money. And you imagine that the world as it is now is you think that the life your grandmother living right now is the life she's been living this whole time with this man. No, not even close. That's why 
I think probably the favorite, my favorite things that I see on social media is these videos where girls will show their father or grandfather when he was younger and he's explaining like who he used to be and how he became somebody different when the child was born. Guys who are like, yeah, back in the day I was a player. Back in the day I was a pimp. Back in the day I was a gangster. I was a thug. Back in the day I was a bum. Back in the day I was a drug addict, alcoholic. Back in the day I was broke. Back in the day I wasn't nobody. Because that's the real story. But that's what they want. For you to pay all the bills. Like the old school dude. I find it, I don't know, I just find it interesting, the way we see things. Uh, I didn't like everything about Kevin Samuels, but it, I mean, I think probably the first thing that caught my attention about those Kevin Samuel um, episodes was how women glamorized their parents and grandparents, how they would say, I want what my parents had, what my grandparents had. Because it was something I had never heard before when he would say, you don't know the whole story. And it never crossed my mind. It never crossed my mind to be like, wait a minute, why are we, you know, Mississippi Damned is one of my favorite movies. And I think probably the thing I like about it the most is that you get to see these different points in time of the same family and there's multiple different relationships and you get to see how things change that's kind of where a lot of my theories about marriage and relationships have come from because I just came to a lot of conclusions watching that movie you know That's where my theory came from about the fact that you don't know where your blessings coming from. That's where my theory about, I don't know, it's, it's a couple of them. I can't think of them all right now, but it's just interesting how you see, you know, you're trying to be like these people and you don't know what they had to go through to get to this. And that's the thing I think is the biggest issue with our modern generation. That's my rebuttal to this whole modern women's opinions about relationships and dating and marriage and all of that jazz. Is like they want all the good things and the benefits that our parents and our grandparents. You want the end result, but you don't want none of the work. None of the effort. You don't want to go through all the things that your grandmother had to go through to get to here. You don't want to have to go through all the things your parents had to go through to get to here. But yet, somehow you think you're going to get to the finish line without running the race. I guess 
I guess we'll all see how this all turns out. My expectation is that right now with this whole trend, probably in 10 or 20 years, there's going to be a lot of miserable people. A lot of disappointed people. What I notice is simultaneously while there are all these young women in their teens and 20s and 30s who are saying, I'm very opinionated and I want this and I want that and if I can't have it, I'll just be alone. At the same time you have that, you also have a bunch of women who are having sex and relationships with boys. Like literally, boys in middle school is taboo right now. It's like the big trend. Like women who are teachers who are having relationships with boys from like 8 to 15 is like a big thing. And then you have women in their 40s and 50s and 60s who are dating men in their teens and 20s. That tells me that everybody is confused. (laughs) Everybody is totally confused. And I saw something the other day that was talking about how um, men and women peak sexually. There are libidos at different times. For men, we go into our hypersexual phase in our teens and 20s. Women go into it in their 30s and 40s. So you see all of these old women who are super lustful for a young man because he can keep up with her sex drive. So I'm like, well, from what I can see, all of these girls who are young and opinionating and think they got a lot of options, they're going to get older. And the world is going to change and it's going to look a lot different. So I'm curious. Like I said before, the pendulum swings. I'm curious how the next generation is going to perceive this generation and the last generation. And how they're going to change the world view.